Okay, Josh. So I did some uh, errands for you today uh, to find some gems in the old thrift store for you. Nice. Thank you. Yes. Brian is one of my minions I have go out and find stuff for me. In, he trained in me well. In my collecting habits. It's fun. It's really fun. Because it is there's, fun. It's never the same thing twice. Usually not, no. And yeah, if it is, it's like they're probably not selling the thing. <laughs> yeah, if there's like a billion of one thing and then you're not really getting rid of that thing. Totally. You know? So Josh, what are we going to talk about today related to this? Um, Let's just talk about the process of going out and finding stuff and what you're trying to find and how you find it and why you go and look. <laughs> why not? We'll just All call right. it, uh, we'll just, just kind of like have fun with it and just talk about it a little bit, huh? All right. All right. So, so we're going to launch out, right? We'll do it. Yep. Let's launch out under the loop and discuss this today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness and sharpen your collaboration and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new or apply what you already know in a new way. If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, rate us, and leave a review so others can join the community. And you can, as always, find us on curiositycontinuum.com and all of our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start a conversation. So we'll just start this by saying that Josh and I both grew up in families that went to thrift stores, and we still go to thrift stores, uh, not necessarily out of economic necessity, always, <laughs> Well, anymore. no, not really, but it's there have fun. Been, it's fun. There have been times in my life, too, it's like you find the things you need there, and it's what you do. Right. Um, I, I know... For me, growing up, I was always like, "Mom, we got to go to the thrift store," and it wasn't like quite the fun thing. I'm so glad that we did, is because we found so many wonderful things. My mom loves secondhand shopping, so I, part of my love of shopping came from her. Now, did you? Um, this is just a little like geography lesson, a little bit. Brian and I lived a few miles apart, and then in in high school, he or middle school actually moved closer to me. So, what? Where did you guys go? Did you guys go to the town in Buffalo? We went to Buffalo, I believe. We went to... That was uh, a few Saint... miles away from us, by the way, just so you yes. guys know. We went up to St. Cloud. Oh, yeah, I think okay. most often in Wait Park yeah. area back in the day. And we would go shopping and just kind of find different things. That's when gas was cheap and it wasn't like a fortune to go anywhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was um, one of the best things that I ever found at a secondhand store were a pair of dress shoes, actually. I had a, I have a really small foot. Like at the time, it was like 9 triple A or something like that. Now it's like 9B or something like that. Still very small. Still very small. Yeah. <laughs> and near impossible to find dress shoes that fit. And I found these pair, and they were like, at that time, five bucks. Yeah. And they were like a, a really nice pair of shoes, and they'd barely been worn. And I'm like, these are my shoes for like the next whatever. And they served me for years. Right. And when I was a kid, we went to, we didn't go so much to a thrift shop. We went to, um, there was, we happened to be next to a flea market in Monticello, the town that Brian and I grew up in with this big flea market called Osowski's 
orchard flea market. It was an old Ooh, apple yes. orchard that was a flea market. And they had new stuff, used stuff, weird stuff, any kind of stuff you can find. <laughs> and I, w- I, I do long for those days, like sometimes where I could go back and find all that stuff again. Because oh, yeah. you could have found stuff that like today is worth a fortune. And we just passed, we saw it on a weekly basis. Because, uh, yeah, you know, you, remember that? I like, do. You so, found stuff that was, like, expensive back in the day, but it was, like, really expensive now. Yeah. And you didn't really realize it at the time. No. Because it's like, oh, it's just the flea market. I love the flea market. I have a, I have a great story about that. So um, I don't remember her first name, but she was part of the Osowski family. Now, I'm a big Back to the Future fan, and I definitely uh, covet DeLoreans openly, somewhat not openly sometimes. <laughs> right. <laughs> And my mom and dad brought their car to be worked on at, at uh, the Chevrolet dealership in town, Gould, I think it was. And there was a DeLorean in the parking lot. Like I about flipped my lid. I was into RC cars at the time. I found my remote. So I looked like Doc Brown. And there's a picture of me like hitting the gas on my remote control next to the DeLorean. I actually talked to the owner on the phone. Like my mom arranged it. And like I got a chance to ask questions about it, Lori. <laughs> I was like, "That's cool." Nine years old. It was really cool. Yeah. So the reason we're going to bring up this topic, I think, is because Brian um, and I we still go to thrift shops today, and a little bit is out of necessity because of what I actually kind of collect and stuff like that. I collect a lot of old video games and video game paraphernalia. It's almost like I'm the Hank Hill of the video game world. <laughs> um, <laughs> I collect retro games and retro game paraphernalia. But I do really find some of my best deals and because these things are expensive now, uh, especially yes. because of the last year, year and a half with the global pandemic, prices have gone skyrocketing on games. And so, and I think it's a correction is in order, but... It just has gone up because the supply is so low. So whenever you find these things, you're like, oh, man, this is super cool because you don't really see them all the time anymore. So, Brian, I know you got some questions about thrift shops and stuff like that. Why don't you ask away so we can kind of pull this conversation in a direction? Let's do it. Uh, let, let me, let's set the context first because yeah. we're always good at doing that. A thrift store, by its name, sounds like, oh, it must be cheap stuff. Now, I live in a really affluent county in Tennessee, and... There's great stuff that lands here. Things with still the tags on it and stuff. Yeah, and, and I've, come been, from... I've been to this place, some of these places, and there's like Armani suits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? You know? Yeah, and this is stuff like, well, it's not the in season. It's like, well, no. but it's not been worn at all or something. Right. A thrift store really is just, if you think about it more as a designation of what it is, it really is people getting rid of the stuff that they no longer value but that doesn't mean it's not valuable to somebody, right? right? And thrift stores know this. There's when you go to a thrift store, you know there's zero cost for inventory. That's a it's lot, not like that. Yeah, yeah. They're donations. So, yeah. And so it it serves a good purpose because you're kind of upcycling things. You're not just throwing it in the landfill. You're giving some people jobs and opportunities, especially like the not for profit ones that are the local thrift stores. Like they're really serving the community a lot in those ways. Yeah, I know the ones by Brian area in Brian's area. Um, he has literally, they, you know, un- underserved populations of people, you know, um, handicapped people, uh, mentally ill people. A lot of these help these people out, uh, homeless, things like that. In my area here, the thrift shops around here are really the um, 
they're the like uh, ASPCA and the Humane Society thrift shops. Even though we do have like um, Habitat for Humanity one too, but mm-hmm. those are, that's mainly furniture. But it's still the same thing. They're all nonprofits, pretty much. So yeah, serving the community in some way, shape, or form. Right. So here's what happens: is when like you can't just go to Amazon and buy it, which you you can do just about anywhere now. Right. Or go to Target or go to Walmart and find something. It's like, well, how do I find this? Thrift stores. Because really, it's a consolidation of garage sale materials all in one. And especially if you have something that's out of print, not made anymore, nostalgia, kind of where Josh's things fall. Yeah. It's a treasure trove. (laughs) Old tech. Yep. Yep. You find things there and you would just be amazed at the things you find there. Because to you, it's valuable. It's something that is you can't find. Chances are you can do that, and it's supporting a good cause. Right. I also like the thrift shop because from uh, a reason of you can actually see the goods. Like, if you are, like, fine, you can, a lot of the stuff I look for, I can get on eBay. But I'm going to be paying three to five times as much. Plus, I can't really see it before I buy it. It's just a picture. So, I, and because of what I, I like to collect is it really is kind of um, condition-driven, and, and to make sure, I mean, I don't really care if it's going to always work. I do care if it's going to look decent. You know, it's not like broken or something like that. Yeah. And there's, uh, what happens with thrift stores, honestly, too, is like there are thrift stores that bundle up by the pound to sell to places like America's thrift stores, where they sell it like literally by the pound and say, well, we can't sell this, but we'll ship it off. And that goes and it creates more jobs. So there's this like secondary economy. It's funny because like if you talk about secondary economies in other other arenas, it has a little bit more of a cachet. Thrift stores kind of have uh, a, a some people have a bias against them because yeah. it's called a thrift store, a, ne- a negative connotation, I should say. Yeah, and these these things aren't. And if you've never stepped into one or it's been a while, why don't you go in and see what it's all about? Yeah. So what were some of the questions you wanted to ask me, Brian, about this? Okay, so I'll just fill people in. So Josh, like he said in the intro, I'm one of his minions that goes out. <laughs> he, he trained me, and because we, had, we shared a love of gaming, and Josh just went further down the hole than I did in my life. That, that's games. usually like that with me. <laughs> I just go further <laughs> down the hole. This is even yeah. more. I know, yeah. exactly. He taught me, like, these are the things you should look for. And he kind of taught me about the cycles of when things kind of become valuable, uh, valuable, yep. you know, right before they kind of hit. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And so when I went in, I'm like, I wonder what I could find today. See, with a thrift store, sometimes it's you can see what you can see. Right. But if you go in with a very specific kind of goal, it makes it much easier. You can go in and out very, very easily. And you can actually make a quick assessment. Uh, I am usually have a major texturing going on with Josh while I'm there to say, like, <laughs> is this something that you lack? If right. You, he needs to post a picture of his game room to social media. So, Josh, I'm telling you, you need to do that Yeah, on Instagram. I will. Once I get it, I'm reorganizing it again because I just added a bunch of shelves in here. But you've been reorganizing for how many years? Oh, I know, now? but I actually <laughs> added the shelves just recently, so now okay. I can actually get it done. All right. We're going to hold you to that. So when you go in with, like, a specific type of... Uh, product that you're going for it's like okay good you know like josh is always looking for nerd culture stuff and looking for games so sometimes um i'll look at games but oftentimes too i'll float over to like the records one time i found a a star trek what what was it star trek six no star trek Trek four Four. yeah star trek four soundtrack a promo 
on vinyl. It's like on the, you can buy that thing. And even I think when... that existed basically because Brian lives in the Nashville area. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I would have found that anywhere else. There's some good old vinyl that circulates around Nashville. I'll yeah. Tell you that. Yeah. And that's the um, kind of stuff that you that I live for. I live for the and there I'm gonna tell you something. Going into a thrift shop is it is a very hit or miss experience. There's very few times that you'll find something you're kinda like eh on the fence about. Either you're gonna want it or you don't. Or there's nothing there or there's a ton there. Like which happened today that Brian has happened to go in. Brian found like basically a literal treasure trove of stuff. And I'm like, oh man, I'm Piles. like this stuff I haven't seen in a long time, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, get this, this, this. I'm how much money is that so far? You know, I'm thinking in my head, like <laughs> I'm going to go bankrupt, you know, <laughs> buying this stuff. <laughs> but also what I like to do with the thrift shop idea, especially with, for collections of things is I do buy things that I know I don't always need, but things I know I can sell that I don't really want, or I already have because I can sell and leverage that for money or for more stuff. And that's that's the key to thrift shop shopping, I think, in my in my opinion, finding some good stuff to keep, but also finding good stuff that the community that you are collecting in really wants and needs. Totally. Let's um, the lesson here, as we were talking about, what do we want to really draw from this episode? It's really discovering value in your unexpected places. And yeah. that, that's what happens in, in every personal interaction. It's like, man, I never knew you were like this, or, you know, girl, I never knew that you enjoyed or appreciated that particular topic. It's the discovery portion of it. And it's the things that, like, you might not consider valuable anymore. It's like, oh, like, well, you know, I don't wear that it's piece also of clothing anymore. taking your preconceived notions and uh, putting them to the side for a while. Because I think a lot of people, if they go buy, like, a store or... Um, I'll tell you one thing, like before I went into like a goodwill bargain bin, <laughs> I was always like, this is like, first of all, this has got to be the lowest of the low. And it's pretty, pretty rough in there sometimes, but there's stuff I've found in there that I found a mint condition, pretty much, um, Buzz Lightyear from night, the original one from the nineties. That's really cool. And it was dirty. And I brought it home when Melanie's like, oh, this is gross, my wife. And she cleans it up, and the thing was brand new, and it still I put batteries in it, and it still works. It's like worth about 250 bucks. I got it for 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty remarkable. So that was like, for me, that's probably my best overall find at a thrift shop as so of right now. That's that's awesome. So let, let, let's respin this. If I told yeah. you that Josh was a a, a market investor... In the stock market, right? And I told you that he bought something for fifty cents that is now worth two hundred fifty dollars. You'd say, "You are a smart investor, Josh. You did the thing, man. Teach me your ways." But if Josh told you that it was fifty cents at a thrift store and it's worth two hundred fifty bucks, <laughs> you some of you would never go in the thrift store. But you realize that the wealthiest people in the world, wealth, they they don't pay full right. price. Warren Buffett doesn't pay full price for anything. Well, and I always talk to about this to people like I'm personally building wealth not I don't want to be rich I want to be wealthy I don't want to be I want to have the attitude of being wealthy which is making my money go farther yes and it's not being cheap it's it's being smart with what you're using your money on like there are things you have to pay for in life you know you have to pay for your house you have to pay for things for your home you have to pay for certain things you have to you have to eat you have to do this but you don't always have to like, I'm going out to dinner 10 days, you know, out of the month or 
I mean, people do that kind of stuff, and that's where they get in those traps. And if they get used to their own rhythm, and they never disrupt it. And sometimes people would never think to go to something like a thrift store unless it was like economic necessity. But I'm telling you what, like, um, if it works in one arena where a Warren Buffett would be wise with his money to be able to invest and not necessarily on the get rich quick scheme. He even says, he goes, nobody wants to get rich slow, which was his plan. It's true. Yep. <laughs> it's true. You know, wealth is honestly what I've heard the more definition is like how much you could live without working or without trying to generate more money. So it's like, sure. for example, that's why they always talk about cash flow is because you don't have to trade time for dollars. You know, right. rich is only measured like here's the money I have in the bank, but wealth is really measured in that and in freedom. That's kind of like the new, uh, the new flex is like more than like, hey, I got the car and I got the house and I got whatever. It's like, how much freedom of time do you have? Do you have the the autonomy to do those things? That's built slowly. It's it yes. doesn't always come at one time. Now they romanticize people who do it all at once. <laughs> and there are people that, who do that, but those are the outliers. Yeah, yeah. Patience. And, and I think we've talked about this before too. And like what Brian's driving at is that the thing that you can't really buy is time. Yet, if you have the wealth to not worry about it, you'll have more than you need. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have to be out there grinding your job to be able to pay your bills when you have the money already. So I think that's kind of where that's kind of where I like to go with this whole thing and get out of your comfort zone and think about some other ways that like you can use your resources to your advantage, right? Yeah. I'll share one last story from a thrift store. Uh, years ago, I wanted a pink polo chambray shirt. <laughs> I really did. I'm like, I just kind of want this. I don't really wear much pink anymore. I like the color pink. I just don't wear it much. I kind of narrowed my wardrobe down. I found a shirt at the Goodwill for $3. It still had the buttons pinned on it. Now, Josh and I both worked at Polo Factory Store years ago, and we both know the value of that shirt. Yeah. And... And I found it like brand spanking new. Somebody hadn't even worn it, and it was at the thrift store. So you kind of have to blow up your, your concept like, well, I have to buy it from here because there's prestige and overpaying. There's no prestige and overpaying. Because nobody, be nobody cares about it once you got it on. <laughs> they, yep. don't, they don't know where you got it. Only you do. And you don't need to mention how much you paid for it because the result cares. is there. Nobody cares. I nobody mean, look cares. at how many people today, like, for example, with clothing, they don't want any logos or anything on their clothing. Mm -hmm. So I could take a bed sheet and sew it together and I could say, you know, hey, this is this and that. You know, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? Well, if jo if I didn't know you that's could sew. Moo, that's a moo-moo <laughs> at that point. <laughs> oh, man. Let's put a comment in the conversation here. And uh, I would love to see people post to social media and tag us. What did? What's your best find in a thrift store? Yeah. And why did you go into the thrift store? Mm -hmm. I go. think that is a good place to put a comma, huh, Brian? We'll do it, Josh. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.
Thank you.